I think that's a glimpse. We get to see glimpses of His glory all the time. We get to see just a snapshot of what heaven's going to be like when we are able to be together there with Him and all the others who've gone before us and all those that will come behind us. All those who have trusted Christ as Lord and Savior will be all around the throne singing praises to the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Last night we had an opportunity, both last night and the night before, this, this altar was filled with many of our young people. We had ours and Christ Harbor and Five Points were all here. and They were worshiping and they were allowing the Spirit of God to just move in a in a special way. They were just allowing God to take over their lives and, and do with them as He saw fit without any reservations. And they were worshiping. They were The altar was just stayed full and all up and down the aisles were, were young people. Many of, many of ours, there they are in the purple shirts over there. Many, most all of ours and all the others as well. They were, they were worshiping God. And I had mentioned this past uh, Wednesday night. Go with me over to Exodus, to the very end of Exodus, Exodus chapter 40. You know, we get to see a glimpse of God showing out ever so often. We get to, to get a snapshot, a peek into what heaven might be like. And as I was standing up in the sound booth uh, last night and then I was watching our young people, was literally they were worshiping, they were, they were weeping, they were broken, they were allowing God to to transform them. I thought back to Wednesday night as we read this, and I told stories about how I had seen, I had been in places never, of course, nothing exactly like this, what, what Moses experienced, but to be in that place and then get to experience it only a few days later. In Exodus chapter 40, beginning in verse 34, the Bible says this, Then the cloud covered the tent of meeting, and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. And Moses, listen church, Moses was not able able to enter the tent of meeting because the cloud had settled on it and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. Think about that. It was so thick. God's presence was so real and so there and so powerful that Moses could not even enter into the sanctuary. Guys, I long for that. We, we get glimpses of that. We get glimpses of the heaviness of God's goodness. And it is so awesome. We get to see it ever so often. It is a blessing. And we're in good hands for the future. I am confident in that. We, as a church, are in good hands for the future. And the community, we're in good hands for the future. Because God is raising up. Listen, don't... Don't get caught up in everything you read in the paper and everything you see in the news. There's a generation coming behind us, and we have several in the purple around us today. We have a generation coming up behind us that God is doing an amazing work. He is preparing the heart of the next generation to, to not wait on their time, but to do it right now. The theme was to make it matter. That was the theme this year, and, and, and they were challenged, and they were through Bible studies, through the message the speaker brought, it was, it was just a, a sweet time and a sweet move of the Spirit of God. Last night we had many, many of ours even, gave their life to the Lord. We have many trust Jesus as their Lord and Savior. And, and we know that from other churches they had that as well. And 
I'm going to just ask you in this room, you know, got a lot of people in here, a lot of people, both services. God is blessing. God is doing a, a, amazing things, and we're getting to see it happen right before our eyes. But I've got to ask you about Jesus. I've got to ask you about your relationship with the Lord. I've got to ask you, are you a Christian? You say, Brother Shannon, you, you asked me that last week. Yeah, but there's new faces here this week. And then there's some of the regulars who are, are you know, they're, it's easy to be a skeptic. Think about it. It's easy to, to have grown up in church and seen some bad things happen, to see some hurtful things. You may have been hurt in church as well, and, and you like the fellowship, you like the praise, you like the closeness, you like all that this community brings with it, but actually committing completely, that's just something I, I just can't go all in with. Our students were challenged to go all in and you know, we regularly challenge one another I, from Scripture. It's, it's, are you a Christian? And You know, there's a lot of people who are skeptics. And, and I said this earlier, and I'll say it now. What if, what if we're right? What if the Word is right? Think about it. You, you, we question everything today, and we look at it sort of squinty-eyed, and we're like, yeah, but there's got to be more. What if, what if there is no more? What if Jesus is everything? What if, what if Scripture is right? What if Christ is all there is? That, that he, what if when he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life, no man comes to the Father except through me? What if he's right? See, for those who are skeptics, for those who, yeah, he's, I, I, just, I just don't know if I can commit to that. I just don't know if I can fully trust that. The Bible says it is appointed unto man once to die, and then there's a judgment. Yeah, we sing about His faithfulness, and we sing about a good God, and a God that keeps His promises, and God can't let sin into His heaven. God cannot let sinners into heaven. You must be clothed in the righteousness of Christ. You must take, you must take upon you what Christ is offering to you. It's a choice each person has to make. I pray that you've trusted Christ as your Savior. I pray that you are a believer. I pray that there's, there's a walk. And we all, you know, it's, it's at varying degrees. You know, it's interesting. People come in on a regular basis. Hey, I'm, I'm reading it. I'm, I'm reading the book. And I don't understand it all, but I'm reading it. Keep reading. Hey, I ain't been praying like I should, but, but I'm trying. Keep trying. God does something when His people just, when His people Get serious about walking with Him. God shows up in a powerful, powerful way. I want us to pray this morning. Father God, as we, as we begin this service, Lord, as we begin this morning, God, I ask, I ask that Your Spirit move around this room. And Lord, I pray that if there is just one in here that, God, for whatever the reason, it could be something that happened in their past. It could have been how they were raised. But Lord, they... They like the fellowship, they like the community, like they like the music, they like all, all this about it, but they're, they're just, they, they can't commit. Well, there's, there's questions, there's still some concerns. Man wrote that book, and there's probably arrows in it. And Lord God, help them, please. We rebuke you, Satan. You have an authority over the hearts and souls and minds of any person in this room. You are defeated in Jesus' name. Jesus, you are the Christ. You are victorious. You rose again on that third day and are seated at the right hand of the Father, interceding, 
You're our advocate. You're our hope. You're our Lord. God, draw people to yourself. Do that, Lord. Please, please, Lord, do that. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. If you've got your Bibles, I'll invite you to turn with me over to the book of over 2 Timothy. Last week, we talked about life matters. And all weekend, and I did not know, I don't think I'd saw any of the, the workings or any of the shirts and all until I was... Actually, Harley and Hamilton had a, had a piece of paper sitting on the table at home that said, Make it matter. Make it matter. I was listening last night, and I'm like, well, you know, life matters, and, and make it matter, and you know, your life matters. Your life matters. You realize that? Your life matters. Your life matters in ways that you don't even think is possible. I'm going to assume, and I'm going to pray, and I'm going to believe that you're a Christian. I'm just going to have hope and faith that as I look out over this whole bunch of you this morning, I'm going to pray that you're a believer, that you've trusted Christ, that you're not trying to pick it apart, you're just trying not to be smarter than God, you're not trying to play God, but that you've surrendered to the Lord and that you've trusted Him completely. Hey, you know, your life matters. Your, your life matters in ways that you don't even think is possible. The influence you have on those around you, on those in your very home, on those in your schools, those in your workplace, those that you interact with on a regular basis, those, those influences, those circles that you have, those natural circles, are people that you, you pour into. And over in 2 Timothy, it's, a, it's an interesting text. It's always, it's always interesting to read people's last words. And we know young Timothy was Paul's disciple. Paul found him as a young kid and he poured into him. And first and second Timothy, we he's a young pastor that Paul had left back to, to preach. And Paul here's in prison, and there's not really a good chance of him getting out of prison. He's he's pretty much going to end here. But he's writing to Timothy. And he's encouraging him. In 2 Timothy, he encourages him to, to, to stir up afresh, to kindle afresh the spirit that, that is inside of him. You know, we get down sometimes. We, get, we, get, we just get to kind of, you know, blah. And, you know, I, I don't think nothing I'm doing is really mattering and all that. He's just kind of, you know, I'm just going to go through the motions. And it's easy to do that. But Paul here encourages him and he, he challenges him and he, his final words to him are, are very powerful, and they're powerful for us in this room today as well. That picture is an important picture. We're going we're gonna to lean on it it's somewhat heavy this morning. I want, you to, I want you to pay close attention to it and let that picture sort of burn in. That's, I don't know if you can see it uh, that clearly, but you see a, some, several pews, several rows, and that, that one person in there, that, that one individual. Let me ask you a question. You're a Christian, right? That's what we're assuming. Who are you taking with you? Who are you carrying with you? Who are you discipling? Who are you pouring into? Who are you investing in? Who are you, who are you walking alongside, carrying them to the cross? Who are you saying, hey, follow me as I follow him? Look at, look at what... Paul tells Timothy in chapter 2, beginning in verse 1, he says, You therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Jesus. And notice verse 2, The things which you have heard from me 
in the presence of many witnesses, entrust these to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. Do you realize that you and I are beneficiaries, are recipients of faithful men's work before us? Paul here tells young Timothy to to pour into other faithful men, teach the principles, the truths of, of Christ to other faithful men, who in turn will be able to pour into other faithful men, who will be able to in turn pour into other faithful men, and generation after generation after generation. And here we sit before us today as men and women who are beneficiaries of faithful men and women before us. We've got faithful pastors, we've got faithful student pastors and small group leaders and faithful parents and godly grandparents who did not give up on us but steadily prayed for us and nudged us and pointed us to the truth of the Word of God. Paul tells young Timothy the same thing that he's telling us today. Guys, you and I are to be entrusting the truths and trust in the principles, and trust in the good news, the gospel message into the lives of those around us. Because here's the deal, that picture, that picture that we have up there, let me, let me ask you, who, who are you entrusting the good news into? See, your life matters. Your life matters. And, 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 and you know what's so sad about that picture? Here's, here's the sad part about that scene right there is, Unfortunately, that's what a lot of believers, born again, Jesus freaks, on fire, worshipers of Christ. That's what, that's what it looks like around them. That's what the people they see. That's who they're investing in. That's who they're pouring into. Nobody. Nobody. Who are you pouring into? Who's sitting in the... Who's sitting in the chair next to you? Who's sitting in your chair next to you? Who's that person to your right and person to your left? That is one of the most convicting pictures, church. Because we're a believer. That's us. We're sitting there. And Paul is telling Timothy, the things that you've heard from me in the presence of many witnesses entrust to others, who in turn will be able to entrust in others, and in turn who will be able to entrust to others. Who are we entrusting the good news into? Who's sitting with you? Who's sitting behind you? Who's sitting in front of you? Can you imagine getting to the end of your life? Imagine this. And let me tell you, young people. Younger, the age drops second service today for sure. I told the first service this. I'm like, look, I know you, a lot of, a lot of you in the first service are thinking, hey, I can't wait for them young people to show up in here because they need to hear this word. No, imagine every single one of you in this room. Getting to the end of your life. It's appointed and a man wants to die and then there's going to be a judgment. And if that judgment all of our life is somehow, I don't know what it's going to look like. Nobody knows. But we're going to somehow, everything is either going to be burned up. It's either what, what, what was done for Christ survives and what was not done for Christ is burned up. There's going to be a judging. Can you imagine getting to the end of your life? And God, I mean, I, I just see this there. God puts you and everybody that you poured into into the room. God puts you and me in an auditorium all by ourselves. And 
And he brings in every person that we've ever invested in, every person that we've ever shared with, every person that we've taken the truth of the gospel and we've discussed it with them. And we've, we've taken them to the cross, every person that we've taken to the cross of Jesus and said, here is your only hope. Imagine sitting in that room and that's what our room looks like. There's a lot of believers that that's what their room will look like. Crickets. You know, make it matter. Our life matters. Our life matters because we're, we've been given something that we're not to keep for ourselves. We've been given something to share with others. We've been given something we did not deserve, not to just keep it for ourselves, but to take it and share with others the things you've heard from me in the presence of many witnesses entrust to others who, when they get it, they didn't deserve it, so they need to entrust it to somebody else. And when they get it, they didn't deserve it, and they're going to be able to entrust it to somebody else. Multiplication, and it's generational, and it's person to person. Who is sitting by you? Your life matters because of what you know and who knows you and, and the relationship that you have with Christ. It matters because you have the most important message, the most important information, the most important good news you and I have. And who are we telling? And you say, Brother Shannon, you, wait a second. You, it's a messed up world out there, and I admit it. Let me go in and say this to you and get this out of the way. I'm a preacher, and I run around with preachers, <laughs> okay? I, I hang around with the church guys, and we just kind of run in our little churchy bubbles, and we do Christian-y things, and we plan Christian-y activities, and we do Christian-y things all the time, and I am in an isolated little bubble, and I have to be, and we have to be intentional to step outside of that. When you, I get it. Go out those doors and you go to work and you go to a school and you go to a, a life and you go to a weekend and you go to a world that's raw, that's real, that, that don't, they just don't take to this. Brother, brother they, don't, they don't listen. They don't, they don't care. I mean, that picture's real, y'all. You know what those seats around, those, around that man represents? Souls. Every empty chair is a soul. We're not inviting them to a party. We're inviting them to a relationship. We're not inviting them to a ball game. We're inviting them into the presence of God that we were given. And Scripture tells us what we were given, we're to give to others. Those are souls. Those are souls up there. You say, brother, they, they may not listen. They, they, don't, they don't matter. Look at chapter 3, verse 1. You know what? What Paul was sending Timothy into is the same thing you and I go out, out to every day of our lives. This was written almost, almost 2,000 years ago. 
And you know it is so relevant for our day today. Look at, look at what it says. But realize this, that in the last days, difficult times will come. For men will be lovers of self. Listen to this description. He's almost got March 2022 pegged. For men will be lovers of self, lovers of money, boastful, arrogant, revilers, disobedient to parents, ungrateful, unholy, unloving, irreconcilable, malicious gossips, without self-control. He's doing pretty good, isn't he? Sounds like our world, doesn't it? Sounds like what we're, what we're told to go to, right? Treacherous, reckless, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. That's the world that you and I are sent out to. And you know, our life matters and God saved us and He... You know what? He strategically put you and I right there sitting in right where we're sitting. In that circle, in that group, and around that, that group of friends, that group of weekend friends, those co-workers, those classmates, those buddies, those, those hunting buddies, those shopping girls, those sisters. And you say, hey, me and my sisters are Christians. Okay, put your sister, here's the deal. Put your good sister friend and your good hunting buddy friend, put him in the chair right beside you and ask each other, okay, guys, who's in all the other chairs? See, that's what we do. As long as I'm okay, I'm all right. As long as me got mine, me good. But those are souls, church. Those are souls. Every seed is representing a soul. And our life matters because you and I have the good news. We have the gospel. We have the truth. We have what they need. We have what brings them into a right relationship with God. We have Christ Jesus. And God tells us, look, they're going to be messed up. These are, these are not going to be warm and fuzzies. They're, they may not receive you well. They may not be so receptive. Actually, go down to verse 12. He says, indeed, all who desire to live godly lives in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. They may turn on you. They may turn on you. You may lose a friendship. You may lose a relationship. But, but you know, here's the deal. <clears throat> so you lose a relationship on earth. So somebody gets ticked at you. They may come back. They may, they may one of these days in the middle of the night, they could be laying there and remember, hey, so-and-so tried to, there, I was at a moment, and, and you know what? He cared for me, and he told me some truth. And who knows? God does. You be faithful. Some of us are sitting around thinking, well, let it, let things get better. We, we're going to wait on stuff to get better. We're going to wait on, uh, we're going to wait on, on just the stars to align and, and everything to be perfect and it's going to get better. Look at the next verse. It's going to get better, church. But realize but evil men and impostors will proceed from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived. It gets worse. You say, preacher. See, that's why I don't do it. 
that's why I don't do it, because I don't want to be persecuted, and they're, they're, they're only going to get worse. Look at verse 14. You, however, you Christian, you who know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you, however, continue in the things you've learned and become convinced of, knowing from whom you've learned them, and that from, the, from childhood. You have known the sacred writings which are able to give you wisdom that leads to salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. Church, we can't stop. The persecution of the world and the evil men and impostors that are going from bad to worse and the, and, and the lovers of self and all that mess that's out there in the world, those are souls. And those are really good excuses for the church. Where's that picture, Ty? Who are you taking with you? Who are you taking with you? Don't get to the end of your life. Young people, TJ challenges you. Yes is on the table. Go all in. Commit. Guys, who are, we, who are we investing in? Who are we equipping? Who are we discipling? Who are we pouring into? Who are we introducing? God forbid. God forbid there be any one of us in this room that gets to the end of our life and we sit there in a room with nobody else around that you are not poured into. easy to do though it's easy to wake up every single day of your life and I'm serious the system is the system is rigged against us the system is rigged for that to happen the system is straight up rigged for that to happen because it's easy to wake up and and put your clothes on and go to work and 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 do your your job and do your task and be good and and to come home and do that day in and day out and month in and month out and year in and year out until you get to the end of it and you've not bothered anybody you've not you've not caused any issue you've not made any waves you just you just peaceful and oh he's a good guy and he's a friend and he'll give you the shirt off his back and he'll give you the last dime in his pocket and he oh man if you need somebody he or she oh they're the cream of the crop they're the salt of the earth kind of people but at no point did they ever tell me about Jesus Those empty chairs are mamas and daddies and brothers and sisters and aunts and uncles and nieces and nephews and cousins and co-workers and best friends. And there you sit in the very middle and your life matters and you say. Look at chapter 4 verse 1. I solemnly charge you. In the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is the judge of the living and the dead, and by his appearing in his kingdom, preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with great patience and instruction, for the time will come. 
the time will come in church, I think we're living in it, but that doesn't stop us. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but wanting to have their ears tickled, they will accumulate for themselves teachers in accordance to their own desires and will turn away their ears from the truth and will turn aside to myths. But you, Christian, but you, be sober in all things, endure hardships, do the work of evangelists. And I love those last three words. Fulfill your ministry. You know, and I said the system is rigged against us. If I were to ask the question, who in this room is in ministry, y'all would point to me, you'd point to Casey, and you'd point to Josh in this room. Because we're the ministers. If you're a Christian, you're in ministry. If you're a Christian, you have been brought from death and put into the kingdom and has a, have a ministry. You have a group of people that's all around you. Friends, family, co-workers, uh, girlfriends, boyfriends. You have sports teams and you have all these things. You have all those things all the way around you, everywhere. And we assume somebody else is telling them, listen, all of, we had all those schools represented. And y'all saw how many students came. Okay? We had all those schools represented and they put you around in all these spots. But you saw how many students actually come. Our doors are open week after week and we've invited thousands. And you're here. You're in the ministry. Fulfill your ministry. Don't get to the end of your life and Who have you poured into? Who are you pouring into? Who are you investing? Who have you shared the gospel with? And you and a bunch of crickets sit in a room just like that. Your life matters. Those empty pews and those empty chairs are souls of people you and I know. We have the gospel, we have the good news, we have the truth, we have resources, we have. Make it matter. Make it matter. Rest of your life. Rest of your life. That should bother, that should bother some of you. That should bother some of you, that picture. But here's the beauty. The beauty of, of, of the God we serve is He forgets really well. <laughs> Praise God. He, he casts our sins as far as the east is from the west and He remembers them no more. And, and One confession that 
is rarely made, but is so freeing is, Lord, I'm sorry that I've wasted so much time. Lord, I'm sorry I've wasted so many opportunities. Lord, I'm sorry I've wasted so many conversations. Lord, I'm sorry up until this point I've been, I've just been thinking everybody else was going to do it. I, I've just been, Lord, I've been scared. I, I've excuse after excuse after excuse after excuse when actually, Lord, there's no good excuse. I've just not done it. God, I'm sorry. I want my life to matter. God, whoever's around me, whatever opportunity I got, whatever ways I can, whatever, Lord, the things you've entrusted me with, I want to entrust into others. God, I want to, Lord, open up doors of opportunity for me to share with others. God, I will do whatever you want me to do. I surrender. I give you my life. I give you everything that I am. I give you my, me. Imagine what God could do. Father God, we get to that point where all has been said, and now your spirit moves. God, your spirit moves on your sons and on your daughters, and we simply respond in obedience. God, show us what you want us to do. Show us who you want us to go to. Show us, Lord, show us. We want to make a difference. We want our life to matter. We want, God, to not keep what you have freely given us for ourselves. God, and you've surrounded us with relationships and people and acquaintances Lord, for way too long we have simply assumed that they know the truth. We have assumed that someone else was sharing with them about you. Holy Spirit of God, forgive us for wasting. Yes, we were busy about, Lord, we are great Americans. We are great citizens. We are great employees. We are great employers. We are great students. We are great sons and daughters. We check all the marks on being really good at everything that matters on this earthy thing. God, we want to matter on the kingdom stuff. We want our life to matter with the things that have eternal significance. Who cares if we can sell sell anything and build anything and teach anything and do anything and know everything and have anything? What does all that matter if souls around us are going to hell? What does it matter? God forgive us. From this day forward, we want our life to Here we are, March 22, giving it all. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.